ready for it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Larry's Pop Pod. I'm Chris Larry. And I'm Amelia Larry. It's been a while. Months even since our last podcast. We kind of went into a winter hibernation. Are we bears? That's kind of funny because it relates to what we're talking about today. Yes, we bears will be included in some things that we discuss. But we just want to take a break and say, you know, we apologize. We had been good about being on a regular schedule and ha- kind of having some regularity about when episodes came out. We ended the year with a huge holiday extravaganza. And we had one more show on Kit Kats that was also around holiday time. And then it was uh-huh. Radio Silence. Yeah. How do you explain that, Amelia? There has been a lot going on. Like, a lot. Like, we just had winter break. So it'd be a little weird to record something at winter break. And then there's been all after schools. And, you know, actually, my ELA test is this Tuesday. And it's been crazy. It's just time. Honestly, but we're very, 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 very sorry. We haven't got gotten to it. It it we're lazy sometimes. Yeah, that's a little bit lazy, but you're right. Life life happens, um, and we just got out of out of habit a little bit. So yeah, yeah, our deepest apologies. We're going to be better. We have lots of good ideas, and um, we're going to catch you up a little bit on our winter hibernation and pop culture uh, at when we jump into the rest of the episode. But one thing I want to talk about real quick is. You may have noticed a updated, remixed, revamped theme song for the Larry's Pop Pod of the Boom song. Amelia, why don't you describe that a little bit? As you know, I recorded the original with my friend Maggie, who I have been with since preschool. A very, very good friend of the podcast. Yeah, so far she she was a co-host of the fidget spinner episode yeah uh she the you course the boom song and she is also part of uh the brooklyn bandanas commercial that we often play yeah she's at the end like go to www.brooklynbandanas.com so they invited us over for dinner one night and we were like are you sure you know we were just eating doing kid stuff and then while we were eating um, she was like, yeah, I got this new, I think it was called Looper, I think. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, well, and she was like, well, I was thinking we could record a new version of Larry's Pop Out intro. And I was like, okay, sure, let's try it. And so then we added, like, all these, like, laughing things that you can hear in the background and you can hear beats. And it's way more complex than our normal song. Yeah, what do we call it? Boom V2? I don't know. Boom Remix? So we definitely have that. We'll be using that as our theme song uh, going forward. So don't think we weren't being creative and planning stuff for the show. We just didn't get as many episodes as l- up as we'd like. But one thing we're excited about this episode is actually going is a bit of a mashup in and of itself. And we also, one of the things we were working on was the Larry's Pop Pod Jam Jams Volume What, Amelia? Six. Can you oh. six Larry's Pop Pod playlist? So we've been building that. And this kind of this playlist that we're gonna talk about for the rest of this episode, we always do episodes around the playlist, but this one's kind of an extra action-packed one, because often the playlists are stuff that we've been listening to or 
experiencing anyway, and that's why they kind of go along with the show and why we build shows around them. But with this one, we're actually going to talk about the playlist for longer and kind of make connections to a lot of the pop culture things that we experienced, enjoyed, and didn't get a chance to talk about. We're going to talk about a bunch of them through the playlist, and that's going to be a lot of fun. What are some things you're excited to talk about about the playlist? The songs are almost like little like seeds to an even bigger thing. Like if you are, are a kid, you might have in class and like writing class, like plant a watermelon scene and it'll become into a big watermelon story. It's almost like that. Like the song is the seed and then it just like sprouts into a watermelon. All right. So we're going to be sharing our watermelons with you in just a few seconds after this break. And one thing I want to add on to that is this is volume six So if I'm not mistaken, I think that is 150 songs. Uh, What's six times 25? I don't know. I thought thought like 75 plus 75 is 150. All right, well, we're going to do the math. Yeah. Figure it out while you do this quick break, and we'll come back to talk about Larry's Pop Pod, Jam Jams, Volume 6, and catch you up on our winter pop culture. Be back in a few. Brooklyn bandanas, Brooklyn bandanas, get out and get one today. Brooklyn bandanas, Brooklyn bandanas, no time to waste the rain. You can wipe your tears if you're feeling blue. Avoid a redneck and attract one too. You can hail a cab, wave it in the air, put it in your back pocket, shake it ear to ear. You can wrap it, wear it, dab it, tie it, hold it, knot it, wave it, buy it. Brooklyn bandanas, Brooklyn bandanas, get out and get All right, welcome back. Uh, As we said before the break, we are going to just let this playlist run, right? We're going to talk about it, and we're going to really think about all the things we would have recorded podcasts about kind of over the winter, winter to early spring, which is where we are now as we record it. So this is our winter of pop culture through our playlists. Yes, so it is going to be longer than a normal podcast and i was right we have picked 150 songs for all six of our playlist 150 songs and we have our two-year birthday in april coming up for the larry's pop pod so maybe what we'll do then is throw all 150 songs into one giant larry's pop pod mega mix master volume yeah master volume (laughs) all right our first block of songs, actually, it's got a nice rhyme to it. It's the TikTok block. <laughs> and that is because there is probably no bigger thing in Amelia and her friends' pop culture consumption quite like the white-hot comet flying across the sky of TikTok. Amelia, please explain TikTok. TikTok is an updated version of Musical.ly. So if you got Musical.ly and then when you updated it, it would just become TikTok. And so TikTok is where you pick a song. Okay, let's say, um, I don't know, let's pick a Beatles song or whatever. And then you lip sing, dance, do whatever you want to it and then post it. And then you have followers. You can have a private account, public account, and you'll have likes. It's like, it's almost like Instagram that way. Just different. Yeah, it's a social network. It's social it's it's social networking like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn or any of the other ones. Um, but right, this one 
it's most like Instagram and the way people want to create stuff. And it really, one thing I like about it, and I, you know, I'm a mixed bag on it, but one thing I like is that it, it's kind of about remix culture. It's about like taking what other people do and putting your own twist on it and then following like all these mixes. It's something that kind of remixable audio and video as part of internet culture is something that I worked on and I've been interested in for a long time. So it's really interesting to see from that perspective. So with something's really popular or a trend, mm-hmm. like will a lot of people do a version of that? Tell me about that. Yes. Okay. So one thing, it's not like really a trend, but it's something a lot of people do is that they do slow-mo videos. Like they throw sand at someone and so then it'll be slow-mo. I was looking at hashtag slow-mo today and there was 7.6 billion videos. Billion? Billion. Wow. So that that actually is a great point. So this is a ch- Chinese company owns the uh, owns TikTok. It's part of a larger internet company. It's huge already in China. So uh, and then they bought that company bought Musically and then combined them. So it's taking off in in the United States and in Europe after China. And they say that the company might be worth three times as much as Spotify. Yeah, which is crazy. Because they don't, they have like a bunch of songs, but I would bet Spotify has like more diverse songs. They just have songs that like have become popular. But one thing I have noticed is I see a lot of people in India sometimes and it's like, oh, okay. And then we, uh, little side note here, we went to Belize for winter vacation. Um, and so when I was, there's something called the For You page, and it's, like, based off of what you like. And so on my For You page, all of the things were Belize. It was, like, duh, 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 duh. This is America. And then it was, like, no, this is Belize, honey. <laughs> all right, so a lot of Belizean remix. And that tells you a lot about how social networking works in terms of like where you've been or it's reading your location yeah uh note to one of our favorite podcasts reply all uh which we've talked about in past larry's pop pot episodes we love it we still love it right yes do an episode on tiktok please we would be super excited now so tiktok has been a huge thing but how it kind of gets into the playlist is i think amelia correct me if i'm wrong but between you and your friends TikTok right now is the number one way that you're discovering new new music, whether it's new like new releases or just new to you. Would you agree? I agree full heartedly. There is like so many songs. There's like um, a top twenty list, and there's one song that is on the playlist um, that some of you might know. It is called. It's tricky. I cannot believe I forgot that. Okay. So there's this thing on TikTok with, where if you want to make a video and you know the name of the song, you press add. And there's like um, a page called Discover. And it's like, oh, top like 20 songs. And then there's like also top three. And it's tricky. Is top is is top three. It's the top three discovered song on TikTok right now? Yeah. And I mean. And now, it's, it's tricky by Run DMC. Yes. And. I cannot believe that because it's like, it's not a new song. No, it's not a new song at all. I was in middle or high school when it came out, somewhere in there. Yeah, so like, I was like, and plus, the people of TikTok are putting it on top three because people are doing it. I was like, 
Wow. Did you do a remix? I did. All right. So that means It's Tricky enters our Larry's Pop Pod playlist. And do you want to hear a little bit of it right now? Yeah, let's go. All right. Here we are. Run DMC's It's Tricky. It's Tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. How is it, baby? All right, that is such a great jam. Now, one interesting factoid is that one-fifth, five songs of Larry's Pop Pod Jam Jams, volume six, volume six, volume six. are four Amelia TikTok discoveries. So why don't you run down the list of all the tracks that are TikTok discoveries. Okay, there is Sit Still, Look Pretty by Daya. There is Happier by Marshmallow and... Bastille, I hope I'm saying that right. I don't, I don't know. And then Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas and 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. And we're going to hear a little bit to end the TikTok block. The t- this has been brought to you by the TikTok block, block, block. Anyway, here is a little bit of Dolly's classic movie soundtrack, song, movie, the same thing, 9 to 5. Bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five This next is a little Daddy's New Release Radar Block. Uh, I've been really digging a lot of new music lately, especially using Spotify to kind of make playlists, arrange, discover new stuff. And some of that stuff makes it over onto the Larry's Pop Pod playlist. So let me run through those really quickly. Robert Forster, one half of the go-betweens, the, unfortunately the living one. Uh, he's got a new album out named Inferno, and the song on here is No Fame. It's a great new jam. Uh, the next one is the Better Oblivion Community Center, which is otherwise known as the singer-songwriters Phoebe Bridges and Colin Oberst, who have come together as that moniker. The album is the same name, and again, the song is Dylan Thomas. Great little ditty. Love that. That's a great new record. Uh, the next one is the Lemonheads. Lemonheads are kind of over as a creative force, but Evan Dando still 
Uh, I still have a soft, soft spot in my heart for Evan Dando. Always will ride with him. And the Lemonheads' new album is basically a bunch of covers. Most of them are good, a couple dogs. And uh, I'm highlighting here his John Prine cover, Speed and the Sound of Loneliness, which I literally listen to 8, 10, 12, 15 times in a row at different times over the winter. And the last one is a newer band, Bonnie Dune. This is a very, like, mellow, sad, white guy rock. But and the jam, a lot of things. Amelia, would you agree this is the song out of my daddy's new release radar that you like the most on the playlist? Yeah, I, I, I do. But, I, like, when you just said who it was by, for some reason, in my head, I got the image of, like, Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie Dune. Yeah, I can see that. It's got a very classic type of sound. Yeah, like Bonnie Dune. Bonnie Dune. Bonnie Dune. All right, what do you like about a lot of things? I like the lyrics most. Like, he just, it has, like, a dark sense of humor. He says, like, he says, um, I faked my death just to ha- uh, have a rest. I just think. to get, I faked my own death just to get some rest. Yeah, and then, like, like he says, like, um, I stare up into the sky. I see a lot of things. That's where the title comes from. And I'm curious, did he write this song? Yeah, the, yes, he did write this song. Um, yeah, so we're going to hear a little bit of our favorite little snippet of this track, Bonnie Dunes, A Lot of Things. Then I should be happy. Okay, so our next block is sort of like the last one, except it's Mom's New Jams. Except it's not that what she found, it's what she works with. And so we have two... You, a lot of you probably know the um, Black Keys. And they have a new single out called Low High. And then I don't know if you guys know Cage the Elephant. Well, they've been on past playlists. They have. But they have a new album out. Um, and it is called Ready to Let Go. And this song is called Ready to Let Go. Now, what's uh, Mom's connection to these artists? The executive producer of Larry's Pop Pod, Mary Larry, works with the Black Keys and Cage the Elephant and gets them on, like, TV shows, and she is the press department. She is the press department, Mary Larry. Uh, so, yeah, a little, a little uh, family nepotism here, but these songs are both great jams. I predicted they could be competing for the songs of the summer type thing. So it's a little bit of a spring-summer preview here with these new releases that Mary Larry is working. And so, again, Cage the Elephant and Black Keys. And we're going to leave you here with a little bit of the Black Keys low high.
So another way that we kind of get stuff for the playlist and what we're listening to and being into is the TV and the movies that we watch. And then that's often what we would like to talk about on Larry's Pop Pod. And we've seen a lot of good TV and movies over the last couple months. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, we have. And as you know, Captain Marvel came out. And so that is amazing. Like, if you haven't seen it, go out and see it right now. All right, so let's talk about, let's actually take a little bit of a sidetrack here and talk about Captain Marvel a bit. As you know, it's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It introduces Captain Marvel as a character. Most of it takes place in the 1990s. So if you were in high school or college or remember the 90s, which, Amelia, you don't because you weren't born yet, but I do. Definitely not. Um, it's got lots of different 90s cultural reference uh, references, which are, which are kind of fun. Um, but it also sets up, it's a really important movie in between the two Avengers movies that we're now currently in the middle of, although the next one's coming out very soon. So how do they how does the Captain Marvel movie connect the two Avengers movies? I think it's because like okay, so I don't think I don't think anybody knew how Nick Fury lost his eye before this movie. It definitely gives you a look into that, yes. Okay, spoiler alert, like just skip past this part. The cat is amazing how he scratches Nick Fury's eyes. What was great about the cat was we're so used to seeing dogs as like funny sidekicks, oh, yeah. characters. Uh, we don't ever really see cats in that role. How did it make you, as a cat over dog person, how did that resonate with you in this movie? I was like, yes, yes, queen. It was refreshing almost because like all the dogs, like they're just like, oh, I'm a cute puppy dog. Everyone loves me. And then the cats are like the actually ones who like fight for themselves and are cool and have ancestors that are cheetahs. Okay, there. yes, the ancestors are cheetahs. <laughs> um, okay, fa- science fact for you. Uh, no, but it was great just to see like uh, the, the cat in that role. That was fun. Representation matters. Um, so, but what else? And then it wasn't just about Nick Fury is a big way to connect, but again, this is spoiler alerts. There is a connection in one of the post-credit scenes that really does set up Endgame. Yeah. Like, Black Widow's like, I want to know who's on the end of this. And then, like, she turns around, and Captain Marvel's like, where's Fury? Right. So, and I think Captain Marvel is going to be a really important character, not only in Avengers Endgame, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. She's a living Tesseract. She is a living Tesseract. Now, get you introduced a concept to me mm-hmm. that I really agree with. I had my own version of it, but you really helped me with it. It's called... OP, and are we worried that Captain Marvel is OP, which means you have to explain it and then explain your reason? Okay, so OP means overpowered, OP. I think my, my reason is just, like, she can fly into space and she doesn't get killed. She can go, like, thousands and millions feet above Earth's crust. She doesn't go, like, get killed. She can shoot fire from her hands she can fly a plane she is just op and like like some of the people in the avengers like iron man for instance he's a human with like a special heart i think yeah and plus the suit yeah yeah and like his suit got jacked up and so he's like not op at all he has to deal with problems that captain marvel could just be like solved 
Yeah, so I I love this idea of OP. You introduced me to that con that that term. I called it the Superman problem <laughs> because Superman's so powerful that he he can do anything. So it means that anything any conflict or anything in the story is easily solvable. And I am worried. I agree with you. I'm worried about Captain Marvel's OP because she basically is like a living Tesseract. She basically, but she's their best weapon against Thanos. And if any of you watch. Umbrella Academy, she's almost like a Vanya. Like, Vanya has very, very strong powers, and, like, they are connected almost in some ways, but in different ways. Because Vanya is, like, super all-powerful, and Captain Marvel is super all-powerful. OP. Yeah, that's a great transition, by the way, because the other thing that we've been super into is we watched the Netflix series... Uh, the Umbrella Academy. We watched season one. They actually don't know if it's coming back for season two, which it, it leaves you on a crazy cliffhanger. So. Yeah, it's like you have to come back. Like, you cannot leave us hanging like this. Yeah, that'll be weird if they don't. Um, so Umbrella Academy, it's a little bit like, it's a lot like X-Men. So it's kind of a riff on X-Men, you know, kind of an older father figure that brings these kind of mutants or misfits or people with powers together um, in a, you know, in, as a training for solving the world's problems. Uh, it, it, it's a lot like the TV show Legion. In fact, some of the people that made Legion, which was a X-Men spinoff on FX, made this. So it has a lot of the look and feel and kind of the, some sense of the surreal and weird like Legion. And then I got to say, I don't, you've seen, you've seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes. So Wes Anderson's this filmmaker and the, the, the people that make Umbrella Academy, there are overt references to Wes Anderson, uh, the Royal Tenenbaums, Rushmore. There are so many, in fact, I'm going to go and look for somebody who did a YouTube uh, YouTube video that c- compares and contrasts all the ways <laughs> that they they uh, make a homage to Wes Anderson. So we basically liked it, right? Wouldn't you say the Umbrella Academy? Oh, yeah. And, like, if they don't come back with a second season, like, how will they leave the season off like that? They have to at least make, like, another episode to show us they're all fine or they're all dead. And I agree. We went from like zero to a hundred miles per hour with Vanya in the Umbrella Academy, and I think she's 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 trending OP. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, interesting fact that brings us back to music around Umbrella Academy is that it's based on a comic book series of the same name uh, that is was co-written by. How do you say his name? Jared Way? Can you look at that? Oh, yeah. Will you confirm that for me? But anyway, he was from the band My Chemical Romance, and he was creating this comic book that now is the source material for this TV show. I think it's Gerard. It's spelled with a G. Yeah, Gerard. You're right. And what's the last name? Way? Way, yeah. Okay, so we're going to play a little bit of... uh, Gerard was involved in the TV show, but not a ton, even though it was based on his stories. But he did record uh, a cover of the classic Simon and Garfunkel song, Hazy State of Winter, which the Bengals passed uh, Larry's Pop Pod uh, bands, playlist bands, also covered. A little, little factoid for you. Uh, but he covered Hazy Shade of Winter as the theme song for the Umbrella Academy. So we're going to play a little bit of that because we're, we're both into this jam and into this show.
have also been into another show called The 100, which is about um, these people in space 100 years after. I think we don't exactly know what happens yet, but somehow Earth dies off. Some kind of big bomb, we know. Yeah. And so they're running out of oxygen, so they send the prisoners down to Earth. Who are all... Young adults, basically, teenagers. And so then it's like, the show's like pretty cheesy. It's like as cheesy as goat cheese. (laughs) As cheesy as goat cheese. Uh, Yeah, this originally, and still I think, runs on the CW first. We're watching it on Netflix, and we're in towards the end of uh, season one. Um, We'll decide after season one if we go through the rest of it. Yeah, there's five seasons. It is kind of a young adult teen version of Lost, the classic TV show Lost. It's got a lot of the same beats and and, kind of rhythms of of Lost. So if you're a big fan of Lost, um, you'll see the connections. But we've actually been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it. I was on the fence in the first couple episodes, but I'll tell you the moment that I was like, okay, we're watching more episodes of this was... They have to cross this river, and it's kind of hard. And this one kid, like, this one kid, this is spoiler alerts. You know, he gets across, and he's brave, and he conquers he's his like, fear. And yeah, they're all like, jumping around and celebrating in this song. Uh, what's it called? We Come Running. Wait, let me get it ready for you. Okay. We Come Running by Young Blood Hawk. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And then the song's like, we come running. It's like right at their best part of the song, you know, it's all happy and it keeps on playing, you know, and then you just get like a, like we just hear a spear thunk right into his chest. Yep. And the music stops and then all the kids are like looking on in horror. So I guess when we talk about it like this, it doesn't sound funny. Yeah, but it's very funny. It's like, (laughs) we come running. But it is funny, and it was so also surprising and shocking. Like, you just thought this was going to be a celebratory moment. And we were like, what is this song? We're kind of into this song. And then that moment happened, and then that's when we decided we were watching more episodes of the show uh, because we were like, any show that does that is worth checking out more. And then we shazammed what the song was, discovered it, and said, that goes on the playlist, right? Yeah, but it was just like, used like a, um, I guess it was like a willow branch. And like swung over to yeah, the other like side. Yeah, it's like a vine. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like laying on the blood with like, uh, no, the ground with like blood gushing with from him. Yeah, so it doesn't sound funny, but it was funny. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of funny, the other kind of movie and TV show that we've been into this for a long time, but we haven't actually ever talked about it on the podcast. Oh, we have to. And that is. We Bear Bears. We Bear Bears. It's uh, originally runs on the Cartoon Network. I think season four is about to come out, right? Yeah, yeah, but I have this like We Bear Bears app, and it's like season two coming out soon. I'm like, what? maybe onto the app. Yeah, maybe. Um, but anyway, I think season four is about to premiere on on Cartoon Network, and then you can watch all three previous seasons on Netflix right now. So. It is so funny. It is basically these three brother bears. Bears are the only animal that can, like, walk and talk and live normal lives. Other All other animals are just animals, and they live in San Francisco. So it just kind of makes fun of all... It has, you know, comedy about, like, hipster yeah. culture and internet culture. It's just super funny. Who are the three bears? Uh, it's Ice Bear, which... Who sleeps in a fridge and is... Polar Bear. Polar Bear. Sleeps in sleeps in a fridge, hat like cuddles a axe, and is a secret assassin. 
Yeah, he's like an international spy assassin, yeah. Then there's Panda, who is very big on social networking. I think he's the only one who has, like, a phone. Yeah, he's obsessed with his phone. Yeah, and he's like, oh, no, my phone, and he loves anime. Yep. Um, And he always is falling in love with different girls. (laughs) Like the girl who delivers fruit to their door. And then there's Grizzly Bear, who is a director, and he... Also, is like the leader of the pack, and he's, he's the older older brother. Yeah, he's the older brother. He's like, "Hey, bros, how you doing?" Yeah, he's kind of a joke on like kind of like bro culture and like just like a dude, yeah. um, but in a nice way, not not the negative kind of. Yeah, and then he was like, he's like, <laughs> in this song we are going to play, he's like, um, I have big guns, or like he says something like that. He's always bragging, yeah, about whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's a funny show that each episode sometimes are as short as like four or five minutes, and sometimes they're long as like twenty minutes. But they kind of yeah. like they vary. Um, you know, it might be like an episode about a taco truck, or an episode about them at the farmers market, or an episode of them like winning a dance contest. Yeah, and like you laugh at this show all the time well it's uh, all the all the characters are by comedians like all the voices so yeah. they and uh so a lot of the creative talent behind making it they're all like either stand up or skit comedians so yeah it's it's funny you laugh at it all the time i laugh at it all the time and i'm sure like if you have a little kid that understands the jokes they would laugh at it like more than both of us because i don't know i think you need to know culture a little yeah, bit you do but it's still good for the whole family. It is good for the whole family. I agree. Everyone can find something to laugh at and find cute. So we love We Bear Bears. It's probably our favorite uh, cartoon that we make sure we watch all the time and watch all the episodes. And so we're going to play a great kind of comedy jam. Set this set this track up for us because it's got a lot of stuff you love in it, Amelia. It is called Bear Facts. And it just says, it just says We Bear Bears. And then... For you um, Hamilton lovers out there, Leslie Odom Jr. is in this song, and he plays Burr in Alexander Hamilton, the big villain. Um, and he is great in this track. He's like the scientist um, who like kind of crushes all their dreams. Yeah, and, it, and the music is a parody of Hamilton as well, right? Yes. Yes. So here is the We Bear Bears Hamilton parody track. So I heard you want the facts. The bare bone facts on me and my bros. Yes, your scientific tax song? Well, you're in luck today, friend. We'll tell you what you need to know. How bears are the number one animal from head to toe. A thousand abs! A thousand abs! A thousand one! A thousand one? I could dunk a million basketballs. What? My jump can touch the sun. Uh, yeah, about that. Don't mean to hurt your pride, look, but bears just can't jump. It says so in the guidebook. Well, we're talented in other ways. I can play the drums, and bears are the best at video games. How? You don't have thumbs. Oh, dang. Now we are in our Broadway category, and our first song is Dear Evan Hansen, well, from Dear Evan Hansen, called Waving Through a Window. I saw... Dear Evan Hansen about a year ago. And we never recorded a podcast about that. But, um, yeah. but you know, I guess reach out to us on Instagram or whatever if you want to hear Amelia's more opinions about Dear Evan Hansen. But give me, you, uh, you loved it, yes or no? I did. For a, about a week in the winter, I played this song, Weaving Through a Window, every day in the morning. A week? I think so. I would, no. 
I would say <laughs> this song all winter through the deep darkest of February and early March. This song was every morning getting ready for school. This song would be blasting in our kitchen, so it had to be on the playlist. And you would be like, "Just, just, just stop." And then, <laughs> and then you were like, "Finally, like, hallelujah!" When my uncle Joe, who has been on the podcast, gave me an Echo Dot, so then I didn't have to listen to it as loudly. And it was in my room, and so Dad was like, "Yes." Thank you. But now I've kind of had a breakthrough with the song, and when I hear it, especially when listening to it on the playlist, I, I kind of, I, I'm jamming out to it, too. It's like waving through a window. You've noticed that Amelia's been singing a lot of these tracks, and that's because you've been doing a lot of singing and performing and a lot of musical theater and stuff like that as your activities, which you enjoy, right? Yeah. And one song that's on the playlist is actually Elizabeth Cotton's Freight Train. And we always like to play songs that Amelia's been singing in her chorus or that dancing to over the years in the playlist. So we love Elizabeth Cotton's Freight Train. So that's on this playlist as something that's kind of coming from Amelia discovering through a lot of your different performing artistic activities. So that's a lot of fun. But then we did also go to Broadway since the last, and we meant to do a mini-pop about our review of Beautiful, the Broadway musical based on the life and career of Carol King, but we didn't. So let's talk about it a little bit right here. It was a Christmas present from executive producer Mary Larry to, for us to go and see that. Oh, yeah. Did you know? What? That no, was, no, that was a surprise no, okay. to me. So let's just kind of give us our quick spot review of, of Beautiful. Go. Oh, wow. Okay. It was... Electrifying. Like, there was, they made all the lights perfect. They made the humor funnier than it could be. Is funnier a word? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then they, they just made you engage with it and not be like playing with your hands bored, like some soap opera Broadway musicals. Yeah, no, I agree with that. One of the things that they did, I think, that helped with that is, obviously, Carole King was a great songwriter, legendary rock member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, then had a huge career as, a, as a, a performing artist as well, singing her own songs. And so, especially in the time talking about her kind of career as a songwriter, the artists would just break in, right? We'd see, like, performances by... And that was, like, electrifying, right? Because it would be... Yeah. It was like you're watching a performance from the 60s that they would recreate on the stage. Yeah, it's like, okay, you know she wrote this song, and then they, like, they pick the person that uh, is going to sing it, and then, like, you just see, like, one of their concerts or, like, their video or their... Your TV appearance. TV, sh- TV shooting, Yeah. Yeah, that was super fun. Um, Carol King is just a brilliant songwriter. Maybe we'll put a couple things in the show notes where you can kind of see how many great songs she's written. So also, like a lot of times in musicals, it's like, I'm opening the door. Like, but this, it's yeah. all like songs we know because they're actually, we're actually hit. So like we see those performances. So it kind of, it, it combines knowing a lot of the music with learning more about the story. And mm-hmm. so we're going to highlight a song here, Little Eva's The Locomotion but tell the story about why we're pulling this particular track. So, Carol King wrote this song as we basically just all explained. With her co-writer, Gary With Goffin, her, her husband at the time. Yes. Yep. And they, like, okay, brought it to the boss. She was like, yeah, I like it. Cool. Who's going to sing it? And they're like, oh. Well, and he's like, everyone's taken right now with their albums. And the only person is, like, this weird person. And they're like, no, we don't want them. And so then they're like, okay, well anyone personal that we know that has a good voice and they're like oh yeah our babysitter (laughs) 
<laughs> and they had, they had kids at the time, and they had a babysitter that sat the kids um, all day when the parents were at work. And so the babysitter was Lil Eva, and that's how she became a star by K.O. King. She usually was just a babysitter. Yeah, so that's a really funny part of the show. And then basically she goes from being the babysitter to doing a great performance uh, on the stage of Locomotion. So here's a little bit of Carol King and Jerry Goffin's babysitter, Little Eva, and her runaway train smash hit, Locomotion. So our next category, you know how usually in a playlist we have a double, like um, I think one time we had the Beatles. Yes. And I think one time we actually had Casey Musgraves. Yes. So our double this time is a little different. It is about, it's about a theme, not a person. So this double is two songs that are about women. So one of them is Girl by Marin Morris, and the other is Sit Still, Look Pretty by Daya, or Daya, I don't know. I think it's Daya. Yeah, I think it's Daya. Daya just sounds weird. Um, and the Sit Still, Look Pretty, I actually learned from TikTok. <laughs> but, <laughs> and uh, Marin Morris is actually, it's her brand new single, right? It's yeah, a brand it new is. song, yeah. Um, and it's Girl with all capitals. And both- Is this Marin Morris' third or fourth time appearance on the playlist? Oh, I don't know. She's made it many times. Yes, she has. I think it's her third. Third. Yeah. yeah. So both these songs kind of represent female, how females are strong. Like, girl is like saying you don't have to put up with this anymore. You can leave it in someone else's hands. You don't have to, you don't have to be in charge of everything and do everything yourself. And then the sit still look pretty is about like how the how the um Daya doesn't want to sit still and look pretty. She wants to be herself and she doesn't want to have like the pains of being pretty or beautiful or trying to be beautiful. Um and she's like, "Oh, I don't know what you've been told, but this guy right here is going to rule the world." She's seeing like she's saying like that she is going to rule her own world not somebody else all right so what we did is um to kind of show you the theme we kind of you know not a, we kind of mash these two songs together so here you can kind of get both uh the theme through little little minor cuts of uh, both tracks what you waiting for I know the other girlies wanna wear expensive things, the diamond rings, 
The rest of the songs we're going to go through, because in this one we kind of named and like talked a little bit about each song and why it's on the playlist. It's kind of our bloated winter recap. Um, and some of the rest of these songs you can't necessarily lump together like we have some of these other, like they're from movies or TV or they're from TikTok or they're new releases. Mm-hmm. But these are songs that just get on our playlist because for whatever reason, we listen to them, we're jamming to them, and we say, throw it on the playlist. So... What do you think are the, some of the other ways in which songs get on the playlist? Like some of these randoms. We just like know them. Like um, Spotify has this thing like your Discover Weekly, and they like put songs on those playlists based on what you listen to. And so, I I think you listen to those playlists, right? Yeah, or that sometimes we just start, start talking about for some reason, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. let me play it for you. And then uh-huh. so there's a, these are the kind of different pathways that they came in. So we're gonna go through these one to one and give you a short explanation. Um, the first one is Matthew Sweet's Girlfriend. This is a great 90s jam. Actually, in hindsight, it connects to some of the 90s nostalgia that we talk about on this show, um, especially through Captain Marvel, even though it's not on that soundtrack. And actually, Amelia, I just remembered, we didn't even talk about the song on the playlist that we from Captain Marvel when we were talking about Captain Marvel. So I'm going to do a little twofer here. So Matthew Sweet's Girlfriend and Nirvana's Come As You Are, which is actually in Captain Marvel, kind of go with a bunch of 90s nostalgia, which I sometimes like to lay on to Amelia. So uh, (laughs) you can find both those tracks on here, Matthew Sweet's Girlfriend and Come As You Are by Nirvana. And Come As You Are, I mean, not Come As You Are, I'm sorry, Girlfriend is in our cover. Yes, it's a great cover, so we put it into our cover for the playlist. Okay, next we have Vance, sorry, Rip Tide by Vance Joy. And this song is is good. I think it features the ukulele a lot. And he's just like singing kind of raw with nothing else in the ukulele. And so what got this on the playlist, do you think? Um, Okay, so I went to this theater camp called Play. Yes, Play. And um, they... There was one skit that they had an op- the opening be like a girl playing that on the ukulele. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, what is that called? I asked someone in the camp. And they were like, oh, yeah, Riptide. I was like, oh, okay. And, so, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's good. And then I added it to my personal playlist. And I, you know, I just immediately attached to it. and Because it's just kind of clean. And nothing like super crazy disco. Woo. It's just, it's just clean. So that's another. That's a great. A lot of things emerge from our personal playlist. So another one that kind of got from made the big jump from my personal playlist onto uh, Larry's Pop Up playlist was "Sunny in the Sunsets." Too young to burn. I just found myself listening to this song over and over again, and then Amelia picked up onto it, and she's digging it and singing it. So that's that song on here. Okay, so I know we gave this album a lot of hate in our past episode, which was the verses episode. Um, and the album is called Reputation. The song by by Taylor Swift, and the song is called Endgame, featuring Future and Ed Sheeran. But you know what? This song is actually pretty good. I just don't think I. I think I. I kind of misjudged this song, and I actually like it now, and it's kind of catchy. So, in an album that we didn't love, you definitely didn't love. This song has kind of survived. Yes, with Getaway Car. Is Getaway Car on that album too? 
Yes. Yes. Okay, those are two good. Those are two hot jams. I would agree with that. All right, next one is a song that is like, I think, a constant earworm in my life since I first heard it. <laughs> and that is Carl Douglas's Kung Fu Fighting. Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting. And so I, Amelia, you could say this. How often, even before you even ever even heard the song, I how know. often do I sing it? You were just like, just be like, Kung Fu Fighting. And I love the part, everybody be... Kung Fu fighting. And then, like, in the song, they go, like, hoo, hoo. So it's a, it's a, just a silly, great song. But I've also been in way into this podcast called Hit Parade on the Slate Podcasting Network that kind of is a history of pop music through the charts. And so it kind of re-put the earworm back in when it actually talked about the song. And one interesting thing it said was that this song was recorded in 20 minutes, and it was done to use up the end of some studio time that they had already booked to do the A-side. So can you imagine that this song that lives on today was recorded in 20 minutes? And, like, it, like, has, like, a bunch of complex things in it. Like, it's, like, all those background people, like, hoo, hoo, hoo. And, like, all the, like, the, I think it's, like, Chinese drums. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a freaky song. So, um, a good song in a good way. Uh, so, Carl Douglas's Kung Fu Fighting. Next is Casey Musgraves, who has survived a long, long way with her new Grammy Award. Yeah. So, we've talked a lot about Casey Musgraves on this podcast. Um, and she's been on the playlist. But she's had a great winter with all, I don't know how many, she won like a thousand Grammys or whatever. I she know. won album record of the year. I can never know what the Grammys, how they describe things. But she did well at the Grammys and she's still having her Casey Musgraves moment. She won the night with the last. Yeah, she won the night. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was definitely our, al- it was our favorite album of 2018. Yes. Yes. Um, so her song that we put on here is Happy and Sad, which I am learning to play on the drums in drum lessons. And it's a brain teaser, but the song itself is amazing. I love it so much. It's just very human. You can relate to what she's saying. She's not like a pop star that you're like, well, you have everything and like I don't, so I can't relate to you. That's a great way to put that. All right, and so to kind of draw back to the beginning of this big volume six, Larry's Pop Pod Jam Jams winter pop culture recap, we're going to do a callback to the pop cultural dominance of TikTok, the TikTok block, and we're going to go out on this. It's the Cardigans Dangerous Game, which is kind of a weird zigzag for how it got on the playlist. Let's tell that story real quickly. So you were going around the house (laughs) singing what? Um, because of TikTok. Because of TikTok, there's a trend where you do a dance to Justin Bieber's Love me, love me, say that you love me, fool me, fool me, oh how you do me. Um, and so I was going around singing that because it gets stuck in your head and I was like doing the dance in, in the morning. And you were like, you know that song? I'm like, yeah, it's a TikTok trend by Justin Bieber. And then you were like, no, it's not. And I was like, that's actually the Cardigans. Yes. And so I played the card. I played the, the original song, and you were like, oh, oh, okay. Now I see where he got that where he got that riff. And I, I wasn't hip. I'm not that hip to Justin Bieber, so I didn't know. He actually had a big, big hit with that already, like yeah, years he ago. Did. But uh, then I was like, oh, I, you know, and I, I like the Cardigans. So I started playing some other Cardigans jam, I, jams, and I said, you know what? As actually my favorite Cardigan uh, banger is this one. And I played Dangerous Game. Favorite. Favorite. Favorite game. Yes. Favorite game. Yes, sorry. And it's like, I'm losing my favorite game, which 
I think everybody can relate to when you're like, oh, yeah, I love this game so much. And then you, like, lose, like, so badly. I don't know if that's what they mean, but I think yes, people can relate to it. And then you were like, what, when I played that song, you were like, what? You, what was your first response? I was like, let's put it on the podcast. We have, like, I mean, the playlist. We have, like, 21 songs. We just need one more to be 22 and then a few more to be 25 and we can record a podcast and she was like definitely this song goes on the playlist so we're going to go out at playing you a little bit of favorite game by the cardigans so let's do our normal uh let's say our bye-byes, bye-byes.